0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7
1: ESPN. Yes, it is. Off and running on this Tuesday, July 14th. Hey there. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is home, of course, to Michael K. Show trivia champion, Gordon Damer. Oh, my goodness. So much to do. And I I saw Freddie Mercury about 10 times yesterday because it was the uh, 35th anniversary of Live Aid. And it's funny because when I saw, you know, you know, the date is 1985. If you if you're old enough to have seen that and remember that. And that's one of the things you really remember from your childhood. And when I first saw 1985, I'm like, wow, it's already been 25 years, huh? And then, of course, Dope Dumb 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 uh, realized, oh, no, that's 35 years, uh, stupid. And, uh, wow, it's it's made me feel even older. So lots of stuff to do. You know the deal. One hour. We run through it all. Take you up till 6 o'clock. Plenty to do on this Tuesday edition. Of course, the number, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter. On Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question will be going up momentarily explain that in a little bit. Moment of inspiration at 5.30-ish. But, you know, we have a bunch of stuff today, but there were a couple of topics we mentioned yesterday but still have some other developments since then, so I wanted to kind of touch on those and get them out of the way. And certainly if you want to comment on them, uh, the phone number uh, we've already given you. So uh, we'll find out today if Aaron Judge is over the stiff neck thing that has kept him out the, the last few days. That, that was the timeline, right? Let's not move the goalposts. When the thing came down, they said he's going to sit out a few days, hopefully by Tuesday. He's feeling better. Yesterday, Aaron Boone said he's feeling better. They didn't want to push him, right, because the original timeline was Tuesday. He lifted some weights yesterday, took some swings. Apparently that went okay without anything falling apart, anything falling off. Uh, That's great. But let's get the plan to go according to plan, right? Because it always seems like the plan is one thing. And the team is telling you, no, no, it's fine. Everything's good. But yet the plan keeps changing. They keep moving the goalposts. So it was painted in a positive light yesterday. And it, it seems like that's the case a lot of times. It gets painted in a positive light. No, no, it's great. He's just going to need another day or two. Oh, actually, it's not great. So let's see if it actually turns out to be the case. Hopefully he's back. Hopefully we don't mention it again. And in a couple of weeks, I will have forgotten it's even happened. But at this point, even if he does get back, you know, I saw the post, I think it's Ken Davidoff has an article about the the thing that's holding him back is his health. Yeah, obviously. But it's not even about this current thing. It's about you, you kind of worry about what's the next thing, right? It's not just about the last thing. You worry about what the next thing is going to be because it feels like there's going to be a next thing. And you keep seeing and reading things about, you know, with 60 games and the current environment, the team that stays the healthiest is probably going to win. Well, if that's the case, oh boy, that does not bode well for the Yankees. Or, you know, between the, the trio of Stanton and Judge and Sanchez who are always hurt, uh, Chapman, LeMahieu with the COVID stuff. So not exactly a great situation there as we are, what, nine days away, hopefully, from the uh, start of the season. Fingers crossed. The other story uh, that was, uh, you know, the big story yesterday, kind of knew it because it was it was scheduled to be the big story yesterday, was the uh, name change for the Skins, the Washington football team. Dan Snyder announcing they are changing the name. Not a surprise there. In a statement, Dan Snyder, uh, in a statement, he said, Dan Snyder and Coach Rivera are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will enhance the standing of our proud tradition-rich franchise, and inspire our sponsors, fans, and community for the next hundred years. Interesting that sponsors would be the first one, right? Especially those sponsors, because that's what got this done, was that the the sponsors were not going to continue to give money to the the team, and Dan, more importantly, Dan Snyder, and uh, the community for the next hundred years. Uh, That tradition, not so much in the last 20 years. Not the last 20 years or so much. So now it seems like uh, whatever becomes the next day, it seems like we kind of know the contenders, right? It doesn't really feel like and Maybe uh, something will pop up at the last minute. I don't really care. But it seems like the ones that really have a shot to win have already been floated. Red tails, red wolves, warriors. And I just have one thing to say. I've seen that warriors, one of the things that might be holding that back is that people are of the view that that could run into the same problems as the old name. Some can view it as derogatory. How the hell is warrior derogatory? Now, I'll grant you the fact that I get up at the time that I do and my brain doesn't really operate all that great to begin with, I'll be the first person to admit it. So I looked at the definition of warrior. People making it out like somehow that that could go down the same line as the old name. Warrior. Definition. A person engaged or experienced in warfare. I.E. soldier. A person who shows or has shown great vigor, courage, or aggressiveness. As in politics or athletics. You're telling me that the last name, and I would agree was derogatory and the worst thing, right? You can't continue on with that name. But then you're saying that Warrior is in the same ballpark? Have we lost our minds? What are you talking about? Well, you know, if you use it in the uh, way that they have used it in the past in terms of the logo or in terms of a mascot, do you think that after everything that Dan Snyder has gone through with this stuff, That he is ever going to use anything associated with Native Americans ever again. The logo, the mask, after he's been taken kicking and screaming to change the name. That even now, you know he doesn't want to change it even now. He's been forced to change it. So do you think now that he's going through all this extra stuff, right? To change the name that he doesn't want to change. And find something. Do you think it's going to have any association at all with Native Americans? Of course not. There's no way he would ever allow that to happen. So, now look, I have said, I think Warriors is a bad pick because it's kind of generic, right? Like, we already have Warriors. It's already, you know, there's already a team, the Golden State Warriors. So, uh, to me, if if it was my pick out of the ones that have been floated, I think Red Tails, A, makes the most sense. It's got a little bit of, you know, pizzazz in it, a little bit, you know, more than Red Wolves, which kind of seems generic, or Warriors. I mean... The three options—they're not exactly, you know—wow, these are really powerhouses. But it would allow you to keep the same color scheme. Hail to the red tails. instead of hail to the, you know, the, the the skins of all the ones I've heard. That makes the most sense. But this idea, like, if you want warriors, and it seems like Dan Snyder likes warriors for whatever reason, the idea to not go with it because it could be viewed as derogatory. You know, two things can be true. The old name can be derogatory and offend people, and yet there can also be people who are offended by absolutely anything. And if you're getting all worked up because the team might use the name Warriors, well, then I would say you're probably in that second category. 1-800-919-ESPN, one so 800 919 Those are two things. Then, oh my goodness, did you see? The Madden ratings are out. Have you seen it? Oh, a lot of players getting disrespected. Saquon Barkley being disrespected. This player or that player. Have you seen? I have to be honest. No, I haven't. You know why? I don't care. And neither should you. Imagine living in a world where what you have to worry about. In this time. In any time. But especially in this time. The thing you have to worry about is the Madden ratings. And I actually play Madden from time to time, not regularly, but I still play a video game here and there. I was playing a little Call of Duty with my son last night, just trounced him, trounced him, just beat him him senseless. Uh, but imagine living in a world where that's what you're getting all worked up about. If that's what you're getting all worked up about, find a hobby. I mean, find something a little bit more valuable with your time to be spending. It. What are you, seven years old? Oh, my goodness. This guy got disrespected. My player got disrespected on Oh, my God. Grow up. And That's me saying it, who is about as immature as you possibly can be. We have not unveiled the poll question yet, but I'll do that momentarily. You know what? I forgot to uh, play in that uh, opening block. Daryl Green was on the Michael Kay show yesterday talking about the Washington name change. and all. I mean, if you ever wanted to know, about, I mean, the amount of time we have, we will never talk about the Washington football team this much ever again. But here is Daryl Green saying that he applauds Dan Snyder for changing the team's name.
0: Uh extremely applaud uh Mr Dan Snyder for this decision. I think it's uh it's a it's a it's the right thing, it's the honorable thing and it it gets us in position, man, to move forward, just like so many other things have been done in the nation in this last several months and weeks that, that really positions us. I think it all also adds to how we speak to the fact that maybe human beings will finally take their, their position again of being the most important of all creation, meaning that they're more important than money, they're more important than sports, they're more important than a computer, more important than your Lamborghini. Human beings and how they feel and how they care. Matter of fact, the Bible says, oh, no man, nothing but the love. We can just love one another and we can give people a chance to be successful just by having peace. And so Dan Snyder is the hero of the day, in my opinion.
1: I'm assuming that Daryl Green still draws a check from, from the football team. I mean, applaud him. He did everything he could for as long as he possibly could until it was it was impossible for him to carry on with the team. Then. That would be like, I, I have to applaud my kids for cleaning their rooms when I've yelled and screamed and forced them into their rooms and not allowed them out until they cleaned them. Oh, I have to applaud you for picking up that stuff on the ground. I have to applaud you for for putting your dirty clothes in the hamper for a change. I mean, that's ridiculous. He did not want to change the name. He fought it, kicking and screaming. And no, this is not some change of heart. I mean, come on, nobody buys that, right? Is there somebody that actually thinks that, you know what, he just had a change of heart. Yeah, he had a change of heart because he had a change in his wallet. That's it. That's all. Let's not uh, get it twisted, all right, so our poll question for today we uh, gave you a round one yesterday, and maybe bad uh, job by me, I should probably have drawn this out the whole week, but this will be the last day that we do the uh the the worst pro sports nickname now well, maybe maybe tomorrow uh maybe we'll have a, a clash of the you know the championship overall, but we gave you four new options, so here are your options before we go to the phones here one 919 nine e s p n yeah i'm still I'm still good on time. Round two, lamest pro sports team name. Which of the following is the worst? We got a little music there, Brian, for the big unveil. Ah, there we go. All right, first choice: the Cleveland Browns. Look, anytime that you're you're named after a color, and now I know that they came up with the name because it was the coat. I get that, but it's the Browns. I mean, even if you were going to go with colors, browns, it's not the most, you know, exciting choice, right? Blue, red. Not too many teams go with the color brown as for, for their primary color of their team. It's just not, you know, black is a big color. White, everybody has a white jersey, right? Blue, red, you know, you can go a bunch of different ways. Brown, not the most popular. So the Cleveland Browns, whose jerseys are generally orange. So it doesn't even make sense. They should go with the oranges. Secondly, the Padres. The Padres, San Diego Padres who actually time and time again have gone with the color brown. And it's weird. Every few years, they're like, you know, I think we've got to change the jerseys again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, guys. Maybe change the color. So Padres... That could be one of them. Had to pick a baseball name. Didn't want to go with one of the ones that I mentioned yesterday. Didn't want to uh, feel like I was, uh, you know, throwing the balance of the pole off. Third choice, one that brought up by me yesterday, and I do think it's it's pretty awful. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans is uh, the third one. Certainly not the most ferocious, but, you know, sometimes uh, it doesn't have to be the most ferocious. Like the Yankees is not a ferocious name, but it, obviously it's a great name. Pelicans, though, I think that's on the other end of the spectrum. Pelicans. And then finally for hockey, had a couple of options. I don't think any other option is as bad as the Wild. Oh, my God, the Minnesota Wilds. Name something in the Wilds. It's like the Minnesota cold. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. And think about all the stages, all the steps that they had to go through before they came up with and said, yeah, you know what? We're going to go with the wild. Ugh. And then the uh, hockey term for today, the hockey uh, name that we went with, uh, for me, the second worst one, but still pretty bad. And maybe it might be your number one. The Nashville Predators. The pre- Again, name a Predator. You, the, the, the predators is just it's just the worst I mean it's terrible I mean maybe it's not the worst because it's not the wild the wild predators that that, that, that might be the perfect uh, combination. Just go with the wild predators. so those are your four options uh, It's a poll question it's up for today on Twitter at Gordon Damer. if I could ever operate my new computer here. Yes, now it is officially up and uh, up and running. So there you go. You can vote on it there and uh we'll see what the results are at the end of the day and who knows, maybe if there's a strong contender, maybe we'll have a little uh, mono way e mono tomorrow. Right, who won the poll question yesterday? Was it The Wild? I think that it, I think it changed over time, which is very very rare. Yesterday's poll question was Oh no, the Jazz one, ever so slightly. The Jazz one. And look, the Jazz it, would, it wouldn't be the worst name, I don't think. Oh, no, it'd still be bad. Even New Orleans Jazz is pretty bad. But at least it would have some. But there's a lot of those that are like like the Lakers. That's a stupid name for somebody for, for Los Angeles. But, you know, they've won so much. And, and somebody, I think, brought up, well, what's the difference between the Texans and the uh, Montreal Canadiens? Well, the Canadians have won. And it's been around for forever. So you get a little bit more um, a benefit of the doubt there, right? Like if it's just always existed rather than coming up with one. Um, but uh, there you go. There are four options for today. Padres, Browns, Pelicans, Predators. And uh, you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. All right, let's get a couple of calls in. one eight hundred nine one nine 919 espn one 800 Lewis is in Whippany. Lewis, go, what's going on, my friend? How you doing, Gordon? Uh, I was doing better before I realized that I I took the bait. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> Listen. I, I clearly remember, uh, you know, and Brian remembers too. Maybe like a year or so ago, mm-hmm. I told you that the Yankees needed to try Aaron Judge before it was too late. Oh and You
1: well, look, you I just said, said it. I, I did something that I thought it was the stupidest thing this week, uh, but uh, and, and that was wrong. But thankfully, Lewis is here to uh, to uh, bring up a new one. Go ahead, my friend. I'm sorry. And who? What? What's my what? name again? <laughs>
0: Hello? Let me see. Um, Michael K. Show. Michael Show trivia something champion.
1: Champion. (laughs) There you go. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. There you go, Brian. (laughs) Listen, I mean,
0: I remember you were calling me crazy, and I didn't know what I was talking about and this and that. And, And I said, look, I understand. You know, the guy is great, but just trade him while you can get the most for him. Now, the guy goes to sleep, wakes up with a sore neck. He can't even sleep right. Come on, man. Like, the guy is injury prone left and Right. Like right. well, the l- look
1: Lewis uh, if you if you're saying that Aaron Judge is injury prone uh, the the history and the stats and the the evidence would would support that right now. I would agree with you that it does seem like he is injury prone. You realize that whoever this other team that you would be trading him to, they would also know that these injuries existed, right? No, of course, but that's what I'm saying. Okay, so you just trade. So, before, as he's, he's going he through all these danger. injuries, just get rid of him. Just trade no, him no, no, for whatever no, no, you can no, no. because no, you no, don't no, want no, to no. get stuck with a guy who historically will put up an OPS of like uh, like 950.
0: Yeah, but what's, what's the point of that if the guy's not available when you need him? That's what I'm saying. I mean, okay, ben but the running. other you know team is gonna like understand. if you're
1: saying well, we have to trade this guy because he gets hurt all the time. Well, then you're not going to get anything for him from the other team. No,
0: he's no, 27 no, so you're, years you're, you're, old or
1: 28 years old.
0: So you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm saying I understand. We we're both pretty much saying the same thing, but the problem is that you're looking at it the other way. The guy gets injured, right? So. Trade him while you can still get uh, what you can for him before he keeps getting injured. So
1: sell low instead of uh, – sell, sell sell at the low point while he's dealing with injuries and dealt with injuries last year and has no, this thing with the still, rib. You you're still not
0: hearing deal. it. I'm saying, I'm saying like, hey, look. Just you, get rid you of this, No, what, pretty much.
1: Yeah. You know, almost, oh, Okay, so then yeah. I'm saying it right. You're saying just get rid of
0: him. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess, but all I'm saying is if they wanted to trade him a year or so ago, you know, while uh, they were finally starting to realize, okay, the guy gets injured a lot, right? Yeah. You will get you will get some sort of value for him. So, but now, okay, so let's say that they the traded him
1: a, a year ago. And, Lewis, thanks for the call. I gave you extra time because you did use my title properly. I appreciate that. Uh, so a year ago, after being Rookie of the Year in 2017 and finishing second – should have been first – but finishing second as uh, the MVP and then – La- uh 2018, again, another outstanding season. Didn't play as many games. Well, that is disappointing. But still, put up an OPS of over 900. Uh, finished, I think, top 10, top 15 in terms of MVP voting. Was an all-star again. At that point, the 26-year-old, maybe poster child for Major League Baseball. That's the time. You know what? This guy, he's a little brittle. Let's get him out of there. I mean, that's not the way it works. You're not going to to trade somebody as good as Aaron Judge because he has shown a history. Now, if you want to have the argument about, like we had yesterday, about what you do with him when his contract is up and whether or not you'd be willing to sign him to a long-term contract, like if he had been healthy, I think the conversation would be taking place, hey, we got to sign him to a long-term deal, even with the uncertainty surrounding with the COVID and everything else, I think that conversation would be taking place. And it's not taking place because you don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy. If he's ever going to – maybe the, the, the 2017 is going to be the outlier, right? I think he played 150 games that year. Maybe that's going to be the, the, the most games he ever plays because he's always going to have these nagging things. He's a different guy. He's a different size. So, so that might be true. That is a fair point, that you can't sign this guy to a long-term extension until he can prove to you – that he's going to be able to stay healthy and, and on the field for at least 125 games a year. And since you're only playing 60, uh, I don't know, 55 games or 50 games this season. But to say that you have to trade him now because he has uh, come down with these ailments and injuries, uh, I think is a bit of a stretch. It's almost thinking, and this is what Yankee fans get, trade, uh, get uh, tabbed with all the time. Well, you think that the other teams just exist to do things for you. That would be a case of that saying, hey, you know, what, we got to just trade him for anything and bring something else in here and then get rid. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. You're
2: late. Does that go on my record? I'm talking about common courtesy here. I got a life outside of this, too. Yeah, lucky you. So what do you got? I think he knows. Knows what? Or at least suspects. Who what? Wow. What are you talking about? He's been looking at me different, these glances. Glances? We had sandwiches brought in the other night. Four with ham, salami, gabagol, one eggplant, and the other with tomato and mozzarella. Yeah, okay. That's six total. There were only five of us. But Tony said he ordered the eggplant, but I did, and I know for certain he ordered the tomato mozzarella. Well, maybe he forgot. No, no, he never forgets. So what's the bottom line? He let me eat the eggplant and he took the tomato. But there was a moment. A glance? Yeah, a glance. This is simple, and I'm gonna help you out here you got to keep in mind that you're the one who's different now. You're the one seeing through different eyes. You're the one with the new attitude. I know the man, and I see he's the one who's different with me.
1: The odds don't favor it. All right, so your moment of inspiration for uh, this Tuesday morning, Vincent Pastore, the actor known as uh, Big P on The Sopranos. I don't think I could say what his actual name was on the show, but his birthday today. Anytime we can bring up uh, one of the, the go-tos, right? And The Sopranos certainly one of them. And uh, certainly the most, I think you would say the most um, revolutionary TV show in the, in the history, uh, in terms of the, the golden age of television. Really, if you don't have The Sopranos, tough to see a lot of those other uh, series ever taking place. So uh, happy birthday to him. And anytime we can bring up The Sopranos, we do so. Is it inspiring? Probably not. But uh, some days, you know, sometimes you got it. Some days, you don't. But it is the Gordon Damer show, which carries on, whether we got it or not. We take you up till six o'clock, at which time it is Golik and Wingo that come your way. Our poll question: Oh, it's up again today, and uh, it is uh, involving bad sports team nicknames again. And uh, four more contenders. Another. I mean, we probably could go with the uh, if we if we included the 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 college teams, we probably could. Uh, probably could have 64, but we're not going to go that far. But uh, we have the four today, Padres, Pelicans, Predators, and Browns. And at least so far, Pelicans is the one out in front. So all the people complaining to me about the Browns yesterday, well, you better get voting. Because right now, uh, much like the Browns have been known to do, you're bringing up the rear. You're bringing up the rear. So uh, you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. And then maybe tomorrow, since the, uh, the Wild and the Jazz were really two strong contenders yesterday... Whoever wins today, maybe we'll put together one for tomorrow to find out which is the absolute worst. I think those are the, I mean, you can always nitpick, right? Like some people, what's a good team nickname for one person is not a good team nickname for someone else. Uh, but um, I think for the most part, those are the those are the eight that really jump off the page. Although Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is, is horrendous. But that, uh, Angels is a good name, but the whole, you know, all these cities thrown into one. Okay, Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So, um, Bill Barnwell, who is always very interesting uh, articles, uh, had one yesterday, ranking the offensive weapons for each NFL team, and uh, thought uh, that, uh, well, look, one fan base here in town, and not the Bills, let's uh, strike that from the record, but one fan base of a football team in town is going to be very happy, and then one is, uh, is not. Although, I don't know. I think that the other one, that the one that's not, there is a silver lining to it. So Barnwell comes out with this article and he ranks the teams, and he does it properly by going with worst to first. So it doesn't take you long on the list before you come to the New York Jets. Jets he has ranked as number 29. 32 teams in the NFL. Jets are 29. So among the things that he writes – Quote, after ranking last in 2017 and 2018, the additions of Le'Veon Bell and Jamison Crowder helped push the Jets towards the middle of the pack last offseason. Crowder lived up to expectations, but Bell was a disaster. Bell, who tried to make the argument in Pittsburgh that he was a transcendent offensive weapon, got behind a dismal offensive line in New York and looked like an ordinary uh, back, ranking 46 out of 47 banks in yards per carry, last and first down rate. His seven yards per reception ranked 166th out of 173 receivers. Sheer chance would suggest Bell should produce more plays in 2020, but he has once again, uh, excuse me, but he has one gain of 40 yards or more on 717 touches since the start of 2017. He also touches on Sam Darnold's receiving core, got a makeover, Brashard Perriman coming in for Robbie Anderson, and second-round pick Denzel Mims moving in for Demarius Thomas. In both cases, Jets are swapping a higher floor for a higher ceiling. Quincy Anuwa's career might be over. He also touches on Chris Herndon, who played only 18 snaps, but of course is a guy who, when he did play two years ago, did show flashes, and it doesn't really take a, a, you know, a whole lot of projection to see how, that he could be... a a big weapon and a big contributor, considering that a lot of the other contributors on offense, uh, it's not exactly the strongest group. Well, look, this all goes to Sam Darnold, who we've kind of had that conversation for the last week or so about how big a year is this make-or-break. I don't think it is a make-or-break year. Because if you're saying make-or-break, what you're saying is if he's bad or does not progress to a level where you see concrete evidence that the Jets are going to turn the page, and I don't see that being the case. Although, as I brought up, Adam Gase is quick to turn the page on a lot of guys, but I don't think that that would be the case, unless the year is just an absolute dumpster fire at the quarterback position. But here's the thing, I think, and the reason why I think some Jet fans will actually, they won't admit this out loud, but they will actually like this being pointed out, is because at the end of the day... They come up with any and all excuses for Sam Darnold. Now, to be clear, I thought the Jets should have taken Sam Darnold. I thought that the Giants, when they had the second pick, should have went quarterback. But so far, if you are being fair, Sam Darnold has not shown you any concrete evidence that he is absolutely going to be a franchise quarterback. Now, does he have some things outside of his control that are working against him and have worked against him? Yeah. The fact that he had uh, the the mono last year really kind of threw the year off, and he has shown flashes. But that is all it has been. And any quarterback, pretty much, I, I can't think of one, even in recent history, that through two years did not show you some flashes. Jameis Winston showed you some flashes. Mitch Trubisky showed you some flashes. Marcus Mariota showed you some flashes. And if you get into this year, and again, it might be a weird year. I get it. And the weapons are not the best. But at some point, it comes down to the quarterback elevating those weapons. So if Sam Darnold is going to ever establish himself as this franchise quarterback that all Jet fans kind of assume that he's going to be and want to give him credit for even though he has not showed you extended game-in, game-out examples of him being that, well, then history will show you if you haven't done it by year three, it's very, very rare for it to ever happen. Now, again, I'm not saying that the Jets are going to turn the page on him because I think that they're, they're, they're in for the long haul. And there have been reasons why he has not succeeded, but at the end of the – I mean, if you're going to go three years – I mean, how long are you going to give him uh, excuses? And the other problem with it is if you want to use all these excuses, right, the injuries last year, the offensive line, this thing, that thing, uh, uh, he needs more development time. You know who also gets to use those excuses if things don't work out? The head coach. Like there's still there. If there are legitimate examples of this, like the fact that Darnold had the mono last year, that's a legitimate excuse. It's also a legitimate excuse for the coach. He lost his quarterback. So I know everybody, you know, jet fans want to put it all on. Well, they want to put it on everybody, but the quarterback, that's the, that's their last saving grace. They will never go there, but the coach gets to use those excuses too. And, at least inside the uh, – look, I'm not inside the building, but it certainly seems like while Jet fans are not buying it, it seems like management kind of buys it because Jet fans didn't want the guy here as the co- – I mean, most of them didn't want the guy here as the coach to begin with, but yet ownership did. So I think that he still probably has ownership's ear, and he's good at um, being able to to point fingers other, other places. Now, as for the Giants, uh, he actually has the uh, Giants playmaker, playmakers uh, – at offensive weapons ranked seventh, which I, I thought was kind of high, and the, the one thing that he brings up is that uh, you know the health the the health stuff right. Barkley missed time last year, um, you know, a lot of guys missed time. Ingram is constantly missing time. Uh, he talked about Darius Slayton being a real re- revelation. Uh, he led the team 740 receiving yards and eight touchdowns as a rookie fifth round pick. But the pro the only problem that I have with it is that. He says, the Giants don't have anybody as valuable as DeAndre Hopkins, but they are deeper one through five than the vast majority of teams and still have position leading upside at running back and tight end with Ingram and Barkley, if they could just stay healthy. Well, he makes the point at the top of the article that top-level talent is more important than depth. But then at the end, he has the Giants' seventh based largely on depth. So that seems like a little bit of a flaw in his thinking. Uh, And the one problem is, well, look, I think Barkley will be healthy. I think Barkley is great. Uh, Ingram has, has not shown—I mean, you talk about guys who have not shown that they can stay healthy. Evan Ingram has not shown that he can stay healthy. Yeah, he would be great, but it almost seems like, at this point, a tease. Like, if he were going to stay healthy, he probably would have stayed healthy by now, and uh, he hasn't. So uh, it's, it's kind of hard to—I guess in a perfect world, if you can say—like Madden, right? Everybody's healthy in Madden, at least to start—that he's going to be healthy for the entire season. I just don't see any scenario where that's going to be the case. Uh, you know, I didn't mention the uh, other story that I talked about in the uh, top of the show about uh, A-Rod's group, not only including A-Rod and uh, J-Lo, but uh, according to an article written by Vaughn McClure on ESPN.com, Hall of Fame linebacker Brian Urlacher, Travis Kelsey of the uh, Chiefs, DeMarco Murray, also part of a group of investors who have, enjo- uh, who have uh, joined have joined. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez in a uh, bid to uh, buy the Mets. That group has submitted its uh, initial bid of $1.7 billion. And, of course, uh, according to all the reports, Steve Cohn has made the top bid so far at $2 billion. And, uh, you know, not that it's uh, set in stone as of yet, but it certainly looks like, from the outside, that uh, it looks like Cohn's group is uh, going to win the bidding. And I think that that would make Met, most Mets fans Pretty happy. I don't know many Met fans who would be upset if A Rod didn't get it, and I think it's pretty clear that I mean they're not gonna. I, I don't know who's gonna win, but it's not gonna be A Rod's group. Like, why would you want? I mean, all these guys throwing in, you know, the, and look, their their money's a lot more than my money, and I can understand why they would be interested in in trying to be part of the. Uh, pro- I mean, why would Major League Baseball want to go? I mean, Joe Thomas, uh, Mason Plumley. Bradley Beal. I mean, we're just going to line up as many people that have got a couple of million bucks to spend until we get to two billion. It just seems, I don't know. I would not, if it were my team, and I mentioned this before, to me, A Rod and J Lo seem like people who are just obsessed with being famous. uh, And I don't know necessarily that they would uh, be looking to do the best thing necessarily for the team. And I don't really think that Major League Baseball wants to get into that bed to begin with. But now that this story about all, you know, all these other guys chipping, I mean, I mean, people are going to have in the group? <laughs> Boy, I'm going to need a couple of, couple of Ubers to go to team meetings. A lot of people involved. A lot of people with some things to say. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it seems like it's going to be Steve Cohen, so that's probably the best. You know, you want one guy who's got all the money, not a bunch of guys who have a lot of money, I think. And a Aaron J-Lo, they only are putting up like $300 million of it. I thought, that was, I thought that was a little low. I thought it would be a little bit higher than that. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN, one 919 3776 In case you're just joining us on this Tuesday morning, our poll question running down the uh, lamest uh, pro sports names again. Uh, we had so many suggestions after yesterday and even getting more today. But I think this is the final day. Where we will have new entries into the uh, the lamest sports pro team name: Padres, Browns, Pelicans, and Predators. And I gotta be honest, I'm very, Maybe it's because hockey is is the fourth one, and I don't really focus on the hockey. But the Predators. I mean, that's a really bad. I mean, that's as nondescript as anything. Oh, what's something that's really ferocious? Oh, like a predator. I mean, name name one. Pick one. I don't know what Nashville has running rampant, but they got to have something running the streets. But you can vote on however you want. It's up to you. But so far, Pelicans and Browns, real clash of the titans there. And somebody bringing up, uh, well, well, how do you not have the reds? Well, the reds were the red stockings. Red is a better color than brown. And brown, browns, I mean, it's just, it's boring. And, the, and again, it's, they usually use orange as the, as the color, which is also not good. They named them the Oranges. That would only be slightly worse, or slightly better, I should say. Browns, Browns is is boring. That's uh, essentially it. All right, Spike's in Jersey. Spike, what's going on, my friend?
2: Good morning, my friend. First of all, the, with these naming rights, you'll find fault in any name. You know, the, the Browns has to go. If you, if you, you know, at this point in time, you just can't. Uh, you know, you have to, you have to watch what you're saying. That's the way it is. today. we have to adjust. Aaron judge is you know, think of a guy like Frank Howard, or uh, who's another real talk, guy, uh, Dave Kingman, um, Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield's the exception to the rule, because he pretty much, if you look at a plate all the time. am I correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, but that's these, why, they, the way I remember him, yeah.
2: Yeah, these big guys, just Stanton, and, and uh, there was a guy, a big guy who played for Cleveland struck out all the time, or six hits, always got hurt. It's just something. I don't think these guys, the bodies are made for baseball. Maybe there's too much torque on the swing. It's just amazing, with judge. Uh, but we'll go back to what I've been talking about for two months now. Uh, I'll ask you again, do you really think that we'll be able to start and finish
1: Well, finish, I have no idea. Uh, I I don't think anybody can tell you with any level of certainty that they know that any of these sports are going to finish. Uh, But in terms of starting, I mean, any day you can go without something big popping up, especially for the baseball. Now, I know yesterday with the NBA, you had Russell Westbrook come out and he had tested positive. But, you know, uh, it seems like two of the guys tested positive uh, for the NBA and they're going to go and and, and self-quarantine. So it doesn't seem – it seems like they're working out the kinks and things are ramping up a little closer to having things start.
2: So you as the Michael K. Trivia Champion, yes. your feeling is they'll start and they'll push through or try to push
1: through. I have, uh, I, I'm not saying they'll push through. I say, I, I think that they will start. Uh, I do feel confident thinking that, you know, you got, what, nine days now until baseball? Yeah, it could so, be
2: 25 more guys.
1: It could be. It could be.
2: And I then do what do you feel, do? You wait for a star to to, to to get hurt.
1: Well, if you get 25 more guys, I mean, that's going to be a problem. Right. It's not
2: I mean. if you divide it by 30 teams.
1: Well. I mean, yeah, if you divide it by 30 teams, but the chances are, if you get one guy on a team, you're probably going to get more than
2: that. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm Especially saying. Especially once you base, start. Baseball makes no sense what they're doing. They're putting yeah, themselves does, in the Their, their where... plan
1: does not really seem to make i – I'll be honest, Spike. Uh, I'm a big baseball fan, and yep. I want it to, uh, to conclude and, and to start and, and everything. Even with 60 games, I'll take it. But, yeah, I, I don't – it doesn't really seem like their plan is a, is a good plan.
2: And what do they do with the relay? Say he goes down the third baseline line. a man out first tries to score to left field and throws the ball to the shortstop or whatever and throws it home. So the guy wets his fingers. Sometimes you pick it up, you wet your fingers. What are you going to do with that?
1: There's a lot of things. that. Uh, but, uh, look, if, the, if, the, if that's your issue, right, like if that's the level that you're going to go to, then you can't start anything, and it's pretty clear that they are going to start. They, yeah. I mean, they're they're going to try.
2: Yeah, well, we're going to have to hope nobody gets seriously ill. that's all.
1: Uh, that is a, that is an issue. And Spike, thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're if you're looking, it's it's pretty clear that all these sports leagues, like the first and foremost thing, is not health. And I get it because there's a lot of money to be made. The athletes want to want to make the money. Uh, they have concerns. I'm sure it's not just one thing that's on their mind exclusively. I'm sure that there is a part of them that is concerned about the health, their family, loved ones, and all this type of thing. But if you're going to get to the level of well, what about this thing? I mean, what about NBA? What what about? I know nobody plays defense anymore, but they they are close enough, right? I mean, nobody is uh, is busting it like the mid-80s, but you're still pretty close. You could certainly catch something there. So, I have no idea, nobody has any idea whether or not any of these sports are going to to finish. It's all it's really all guesswork right now because nobody knows what things are going to look like when October rolls around. Nobody knows what things are going to look like when September rolls around. I mean, the conversation in every household with kids right now is what's going to happen when school opens back up. Nobody knows that right now. You could have a plan, but there's no way of knowing for sure. So for me to say that I know, or for anybody to say, they know for sure that these sports are going to end, including the sports, I think is is a lie. But in terms of moving forward, and at least trying to get them started. And I think once you get into it a little bit, I think you'll you'll have an idea. Now, if you have another 10 days where there's nothing big that happens, where a whole big cluster of guys come down, I think the baseball is going to start. But whether or not they can finish, who knows? Who knows? All right, we're already out of time for the day. That's going to do it, unfortunately. Please vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Also, I'll be retweeting the show later, the podcast. So if you did not hear parts of the show today, there might be parts that are missing today. But it'll be up a little bit later on on Twitter. So we'll see you tomorrow at 5, Wednesday. Headlines, a whole bunch of stuff tomorrow. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.
2: This
0: is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.